You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, you're tuning in to episode 175 of the Blended Family Podcast. Things are finally settling down for me over here. I mean, not really, but much better than they were. We're still busy as ever, but I think we're just getting used to fitting in the extra responsibilities. The show schedule should start becoming more consistent. Actually, it wasn't consistency I was lacking, just quantity. I'm not making any promises, but I think I'm going to be able to get back to a full schedule here soon. I know that I have shows scheduled through the rest of this month, so for the next three weeks in a row, yay, and I only plan on missing one in August, so that is much better. Summer for me so far, pretty uneventful, just work really, having a hard time fitting in much else, even exercise. Our third youngest just got her driver's permit. So we now have three drivers in the house and come October, our last will get her permit. And that's when Sean and I just won't sleep, I think, because I won't be able to take it. I finally just got used to the others being on the road. It's just too much. I don't know how to deal with it. Anyway, lots to cover today. The topic today is how to fight fair. So we're going to talk about why it's important, how to do it, and I'm going to share what you might be doing wrong. I've got some tips for you. So if that is something that you struggle with, today's show might help. But first, I have a couple of announcements, and then I have a guest coming on for a quick chat. And after that, I'll get into the topic. I want to send a special thank you again to Elise Greiger, who sent another donation this month. Elise, your support means the world to me, really. Your donations help me to offset the cost of running the podcast so that it doesn't come out of my own pocket. I don't charge for all the free content, so any amount of donation really, really helps me out. And there is a donate button on the website over at blendedfamilypodcast.com. The other way to support the show is by supporting my sponsors. You know I don't have many, only ones that I feel are either relevant or really, really good product for you guys. This week's show, again, is sponsored by Teamy Blends. And as you know, my husband has been using their product for the last several weeks. He's using the Detox Kit, which comes with both the skinny tea, which he drinks every day in the morning and the afternoon, and then the Colon Blend, which he drinks every other evening. This has got to be the most simple and pain-free detox I've ever seen, as well as it tastes good, too. Sean has definitely continued to notice a boost in energy, as well as a reduction in his belly bloat, which is something that he always has complained about. The 30-day detox also helps with metabolism, skin complexion, and more. Another product, though, that you need to check out when you visit their website at teamyblends.com, and that is T-E-A-M-I-B-L-E-N-D-S, is the Tumblr. I really want to steal it from him. It is BPA-free, has double-layered walls, a sports flip-top, and an additional bottom secret compartment to hold tea, vitamins, snacks, whatever you want. The best part, though, is that it has 
this removable mesh top so that you can use the tumbler for your loose tea or even some fruit infused water. And the mesh, you know, helps from anything getting into your drink when you drink it out of the bottle. It's wonderful. And it comes in different sizes and colors too. Sean drinks his tea out of it every day. It keeps it hot for a really long time and it's easy to clean. Aside from the tumbler and detox kit, there are tons of other products to look at, including beauty products and tea blends, such as Teamy Relax and Teamy Energy. Visit teamyblends.com and do not forget to use my promo code BLENDED, all in capital letters, to get 25% off your purchase of $49.99. That's a great deal, so check them out. And last, before we get to our topic on how to fight fair, I want you to hear this conversation about an upcoming event. I would like to introduce a special guest who's dropping by here for a few minutes. Tanya Adlita is a serial entrepreneur and the host and founder of the Single Parent Summit. Herself a single mom to two amazing teenagers, Tanya considers life an adventure to be lived and reminds us that we're creating a legacy, whether we're intentional about it or not. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. Now, you have a very special event this week called the Single Parent Summit, as mentioned in your bio, and I want to talk about that in just a moment. But first, I want to just let my listeners know this is time sensitive. If you are listening to this show the day it comes out, which is July 16th, you are in luck because the summit starts this week and runs from July 18th to the 22nd. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get Tanya here sooner. I realized that some of you do not listen to the shows as they're released. So if you're too late to join this year, it's okay. Please listen anyway, because perhaps next year you could take advantage of this opportunity. So Tanya, I'm going to turn it over to you. Why don't you tell us what is the Single Parent Summit and tell us why you created it. Sure, I'd be happy to. Oh, that's a big question too, because the Single Parent Summit is pretty much everything I wish I would have had 10 years ago when I entered the role of being a single mom. And we tend to take a really wide lens on a single parent. I mean, we look at everything from divorce to death to choosing to start a family on your own without being parented or without being partnered, excuse me, you know, as far as being a single parent. But we also look at blended families and the idea of being a bonus mom or a bonus dad. We talk about co-parenting. We talk about our military families while the other partner is away on deployment. And we even look at those scenarios where maybe your partner is working all the time, you know, on the road really often, or even incarcerated or in rehab, and you're the primary parent holding down the fort. We cover it all. So single parent has a really wide application in this particular perspective. Wow. Well, you know, I was a single parent myself for some time, and I remember how difficult it was. And most of my listeners can relate to a time when they were single, but they're now in blended families. So I'm glad. I know the title of the summit is Single Parent Summit, but I don't want to give the impression that it is only for single parents. Um, And I was going to ask you how it can help those of us in blended families, but you kind of answered that already. And I think that's wonderful (laughs) that you cover everything. And I didn't even think about, you know, people that, that are in the military, that when those people are deployed, You basically are a single parent for sometimes years at a time, and I never even thought about that. So that's truly wonderful that you're doing that. Um, So I'm actually, you know, not going to ask you the next question because you kind of already answered it for me. But why don't you tell us about some of the experts that you're going to have on there and what are some of the topics that you're going to cover? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. We have over 30 speakers and over this five-day event. And so I'm just so, so excited about the kind of people that we, we get to you know, have as part of this summit, because it's not just the summit, it's also the community that gets to build as a result of that. And it's just so exciting. Um, one is uh, Krista Benson. She is the founder of Physical Kitchness. And so she has an entire brand and entire lifestyle around helping really busy parents, especially moms, have a healthier lifestyle and be able to incorporate their kids in it as well. She herself is a military mom. Her husband is in the middle of a 13-month separation with his deployment, and they've got two little boys. Uh, so, you know, there's one scenario for you right there. Uh, George Bryant is the founder of Civilized Caveman. Apparently, we're kind of on a paleo kick <laughs> between the two of these guys. Um, but with George, he got to give this just really heartwarming uh, story about falling in love with his wife and also with her daughter and becoming a bonus dad. And then now together, of course, uh, they have a little boy as well. And so they've got the whole blended family dynamic and what did that mean for their co-parenting and trying to not only protect his bonus daughter, but then also step back for the relationship with between her and her biological father, you know, all of the different moving pieces. We talk about all of that. Uh, goodness, there's so many to choose from. It's, it's hard to even, <laughs> even think about who to tell you next. Well, I was looking myself at the website and, and for the listeners, just so you know, it is thesingleparentsummit.com. And if you go there, you can actually see all of the speakers. You can see what they are going to talk about, what some of the topics are. And it's very, very broad reach. I mean, you even have stuff about there on, um, I think, diet and you know food. And there's just everything. You guys have the whole gamut. So it's really pretty incredible. So well, thank you. Yeah. I'm really I wanted to make this just as practical as possible. You know, I'm all about the inspiration and the great stories. And at the same time, without having the practical application for that, inspiration only gets us so far. So it was really important to make it as real life and attainable as possible. Right. And what, what else I love is that everybody that you have on there has personal experience. It's not like you're just listening to people, maybe let's say psychiatrists, not that there's anything wrong with that, but professionals, experts in the field that haven't lived through it don't really quite know. So I always love to talk to people and listen to people who have lived through being a single parent or you know, in a blended family that can really understand what the challenges are um, because it's very, very unique. So Tanya, tell me, how do people sign up for this and what is the cost? You can go to thesingleparentsummit.com and we've got everything there. Uh, not only the registration for the event itself, which is only $20, by the way, for 30 wow. speakers for five days. Um, but on top of that, I'm really excited about this this year. We also have a gift uh, option. So you actually, if you've got someone that, you know, just a loved one that you want to treat to this experience, you can gift them the registration. And we have a pay it forward scholarship. So I mean, I don't know about you, but I certainly have had time in the single mom life and even in the blended family life for a short time where, you know, that $20 just wasn't in the budget. So we were able to create a pay it forward scholarship so that we can all help families have this more accessible to them by offering a $10 scholarship. So that's an option for you too. And it's all there on the website at thesingleparentsummit.com. That is amazing. I mean, $20 is 
is unbelievably cheap for what you what they're getting for days worth and and 30 speakers that's unbelievably cheap and I also appreciate what you're doing to help out people because I agree I know sometimes even ten dollars is hard to come by when you're a single parent so that's that's really great that you're doing that uh, for those listening who might be too late to attend this year will you be doing this again next year and is there a mailing list or something that they can join so that they're notified in advance of the next one Absolutely. Um, again, you can just get your information in at the singleparentsummit.com and we'll be able to add you to the list. And we're finally on all of the social media. So Instagram at the Single Parent Summit, uh, Facebook, we now have our page there. And what's really fun is that a lot of our speakers, we've done these little intro videos, these little sneak peeks. So we're starting to share them on the Facebook page as well. So you can get a really good idea, not only who the speakers are, but what they're all about, you know, kind of their energy and what they're going to talk about. And and so that is all at facebook.com backslash the single parent summit. So there's a thousand ways to find us and we will make sure to, uh, to stay in touch and make sure everyone gets a chance to get involved. Um, and two, if I could mention, the event runs from July 18th through the 22nd, but with your $20 registration, you have access all the way through midnight Eastern on August 1st to listen and watch as often as you want during that two week window. So you don't have to worry about trying to cram everything in in those five days because hello, we're all really, really busy. <laughs> wow. Again, we just want to make this easy and attainable as possible. That's amazing. Okay. So let me get this right. How late, because I know some people might be listening to this late. What is the deadline, the latest date that they can actually register for this event? July 22nd. Okay. So, so that's good that you guys have a week then you have all the way up until I believe the 22nd is Sunday. You have all the way up through Sunday to register and then you'll have extra time to get all this goodness. So I really want to encourage everybody to check this out. And Tanya, I really appreciate the work that you're doing. There is not nearly enough support for both single parents and parents in blended families. I really hope the event goes well. Please come back next year, but let's be sure to have you back about a month prior to the event next time so that more people can get the information in time. It has been such a pleasure having you join me today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love everything that you're doing with Blended. It's just so exciting to see the conversation happening. Again, same thing. There's not enough of this. So thank you so much for that. Wonderful. And, and again, to my listeners, if you're hearing this in time, this is going to be a great event. Please share it with anyone you know who could benefit from it. I will add all of the links to the show notes as well as I will share it on my social media pages. And again, that website is thesingleparentsummit.com. I told you there was a lot to cover today. I didn't plan on adding that conversation in, but we kind of needed to so that you don't miss out on that wonderful opportunity. So now let's get right into our topic, how to fight fair. And mostly what I'm about to cover is referring to a relationship with your partner, but everything will still apply to any other relationship in your life. Who are you fighting with? Is it an ex, a family member, a friend? Or maybe it is your partner and you've been having a tough time getting along lately. That's completely understandable when you're a couple managing a blended family. But you can also take what I give you today and teach it to your children. Maybe your kids don't fight fair. So no matter what is going on in your life, I'm sure you'll find the information helpful and relevant because we all have relationships in our lives where there's conflict. When we talk about conflict, I want to point out that conflict is not only normal, but healthy even. I actually sometimes worry about people who are together who don't fight at all. 
If there's no conflict at all, there's a good chance that someone is holding back. I don't care how good your relationship is. No two people agree about everything at all times. All that conflict is, is a disagreement. If you never ever have a conflict, then one of you just might be a people pleaser who doesn't want to upset the other. And that's not good either because eventually there can be a buildup of resentment in the partner who doesn't speak their mind. So conflict in a general sense is healthy. The problem is that people turn conflict into major fights because they don't fight fair. They don't know how to deal with conflict in a healthy way. And we all know that when we don't fight fair, the fights get bigger, harder to manage, and harder to resolve. Wouldn't it be great if you could learn the skill of fighting fair so that disagreements didn't turn into huge arguments that last hours or days? If you could also learn that disagreements don't have to end with bad moods or grudges? If you could learn that conflict is a healthy way to learn to understand one another and to use that conflict to help your relationship grow? Well, you can. So to start, I want to first talk about my top 10 list of things you need to be doing to keep your fights fair. And after that, we'll talk about what you might be doing wrong. Okay, so number one, maintain control. This one here is where most of us fail right away. As soon as we're triggered, we lose our control instantly. And once that happens, we lose. When something triggers us, we get hot. The blood pressure rises. Sometimes we clench our teeth or our fists. We tense up our muscles. All not a healthy response, but we do it. It's out of our control sometimes. But don't worry, it is something that you can work on. Remember that once you lose control, you aren't going to resolve anything. So how do you maintain control, especially when your body physically responds in the ways that I mentioned? I always tell you that no matter what is going on around us, it's entirely up to us the way we react to it. We all know the feeling of being triggered and that heat that rises up in us. Right there is when you need to recognize that you were triggered and try to figure out why. And I'm not gonna elaborate on that too much today because I'm going to have a guest on soon to talk about that, to talk about triggers and how to deal with them. It's a whole other topic that we don't have time for today. But once you can spot a trigger, it's easier to control your reaction. So that's why I'm telling you this. The other thing you can do is to take three slow breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth, just three in a row, very slowly, which can help you gain your composure. And then simply understand that the physiological response to anger only lasts in the body for about 30 seconds to a minute. After that, it is your thoughts that will carry it on. You don't have to stay in that fight or flight state. If you don't have control of yourself, you're not going to be able to control the argument and it can get bad. So that's why this is number one today. Only you have control over yourself. So it's very important that you maintain that control in an argument. Number two, take a break if you have to. So if you find that you can't get control over your anger or your emotions, it is totally okay to remove yourself until you can gain that control back. It's okay to say to your partner or whomever it is you're fighting with, hey, I'm really angry right now. I do wanna discuss this, but I need to calm myself down first. Let's table this for now and we can talk later when we both feel more calm. 
There's nothing wrong with saying that. And in fact, I'd much rather you do that than stay and fight and say things that you don't mean. Number three, pick and choose your battles. You've heard this before. Sometimes when we have a partner, every little thing they do can annoy us. Maybe you're having a bad week, you're not getting along well, and you start picking at one another. And then everything becomes a fight. They didn't fold the clothes right. They forgot to pay a bill, whatever it is. Decide if you're just being picky or is this worth a fight? I've always done that with my kids because I knew if I criticized them about everything, we'd all be miserable. And so I learned what was important to address and what could be let go of. If you find that you're fighting every day, pay attention to what you're fighting about. Are you being petty or is each issue a big enough deal to be bringing up all the time? Number four, stick to the topic at hand. This one's important. How many times do you get into an argument with someone and maybe it's about one specific thing and then before you know it, you're each going back in your mental Rolodex. All of a sudden, you're bringing up things that you fought about yesterday, last week, last year, or five years ago. Or you start bringing up new things that are annoying that are completely unrelated to the discussion you're having. Don't do this. This is a perfect example of not fighting fair. But see, once you're fighting, you almost want to keep it going. You're so mad that you just want to let it all out. This is not going to get you to a resolution. When you're in a conflict, just stick to the facts. Discuss only the topic at hand. Number five, listen. Well, that's pretty self-explanatory, but we often forget to really do it. And that's because we all have our own agenda. We're so consumed with being understood and getting our own point across that we forget how to truly listen to what the other person is saying to us. So when someone is telling you how they feel, don't automatically start thinking of how you'll respond. See, because that's what most of us do when we're not listening. We're thinking of what we're going to say next. Don't do that. Be present. Listen to their feelings, which kind of takes me to my next tip, number six. Communicate well. Part of healthy communication is actively listening and then responding. Conversations shouldn't be one-sided. I've spoken about healthy communication before, like many, many, many times, so I won't spend a lot of time on that. But basically, use I statements instead of you statements. So instead of, for instance, you never listen to me, you would say, I feel frustrated when I don't think you're listening to me. People tend to get less defensive when you use I statements. And another healthy way to communicate is to repeat back what your partner says so that they know you're listening. So as in the above example, the other partner would say, I understand that you're frustrated when you think I'm not listening to you. Or what you're telling me is that you're frustrated when you think I'm not listening. So I hope this makes sense to you. And like I said, this is all stuff that I've covered before in other episodes. And I'm sure we'll continue to cover it as we go on because communication is like probably the most important thing in every relationship. Moving on, number seven, shift your perspective. This is my favorite and most effective way to fight fair. When you can learn how to do this, you have great power in all of your relationships. And all that it takes is for you to imagine how the other person feels. Sounds simple, right? So for a minute, let go of your own agenda and place yourself in that person's shoes. If you were them, in this moment, how would you feel? And by doing this, you can understand maybe why 
they're acting the way they are or saying what they're saying or feeling the way they're feeling. And even if you don't agree, you can at least have some empathy. When people fight, they obviously are having a conflict because there's something they don't agree on. We aren't here to convince others to do, say, and feel what we do. And that's okay because we're all different. But maybe if we could learn to appreciate the way other people feel, it could help, especially in situations of conflict. And you can practice this skill all the time, every day. Every time you notice you're judging a person or a situation, pay attention to that. Redirect your thoughts at that moment. So to give you an example of this, let's say you're angry at the driver in front of you on the road. They're driving so slow. They're not paying attention. And because of them, you're going to be late. And now you just got stuck at a light. My husband, Sean, has a little bit of road rage sometimes. So this situation would make him irate. But here's the way I try to help him. What if that person just got the worst news of their life? What if they had a death in the family and they're on their way to make funeral arrangements? Is that person going to be paying attention to their driving? Probably not. So maybe let's not honk and give them the finger. We never know how someone else truly feels or what's going on in their life. So please remember how important this skill is. If you get nothing else from today's show, please work on this one thing, shifting your perspective, and you can use this in so many areas of your life. I know that I've talked about this too on other shows, uh, really, really helpful in a blended family situation too, because you're dealing with a lot of personalities and a lot of emotions. So number eight, recognize that no one's perfect, not even you. We're all on our own journey and fighting our own battles. The way we all learn to be better is by making mistakes, messing up. So allow others the freedom to learn their life lessons and they'll hopefully grow from them. See, we get ourselves into trouble when we expect perfection out of them. We hold others to standards that are higher than the standards we want to be held to. And that's not fair. People are going to let you down in life. Don't take it all so personal. People are human. They're not perfect. And you need to have realistic expectations when it comes to dealing with other people. Number nine. Learn to apologize. This is a hard one for many of you. No one wants to admit they're wrong. It's an ego blow. But if you do something wrong, you've got to apologize. It tells the other person that you care, and it's the quickest way to end a conflict. Even if you don't feel that you did anything wrong, you can still apologize by saying, I'm so sorry that what I did or said offended you. That wasn't my intention. So we need to be able to tell others that we're sorry. And number 10, learn to forgive. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you excuse the offense. It doesn't mean that you forget about it either. What it does is it gives you freedom. How many of you have held a grudge on someone? I'm sure every single one of us has done that at some point, right? Did it serve you? Who gets hurt there? It's you. So the other person goes about their day without thinking about it. Yet here you are stewing over whatever it is that you're not forgiving. You then are the one in pain. You are the one being held back from happiness because your thoughts are consumed with negativity. I can't believe so-and-so did that to me. I'm so angry. I'll never talk to them again and on and on. That's the dialogue that goes on in our minds, right? And all that it's doing is causing us to stay stuck in the history of what happened, causing us to be more miserable and unforgiving. 
I think I told you a while ago that when I decided to forgive my ex-husband, my life completely turned around. And I didn't do it for him. I did it for me. I got rid of the anger that was inside of me, the resentment, and I felt so much better. Practice forgiveness because you want to feel better. And wouldn't you want someone to forgive you if you did something wrong? Remember, we all aren't perfect. So those are my top 10 tips for fighting fair. And let me just repeat those for you quickly. Number one, maintain control. Number two, take a break if you need to. Number three, pick and choose your battles. Number four, stick to the topic at hand. Number five, listen well. Number six, communicate well. Number seven, shift your perspective. Number eight, recognize that no one is perfect. Number nine, learn to apologize. And number 10, learn to forgive. And those will also be posted in the show notes for you. And now I want to share with you some don'ts to fighting fair. Some things that you might be doing wrong. Things that if you're doing are probably making your conflicts worse. So pay attention to what you're saying at all times. This is hard to do when you're not in control of yourself, which is why that was tip number one before. Remember maintaining control? If you're not paying attention, all kinds of things can come flying out of your mouth that you will likely regret later on. So do not name call or use language that's derogatory. It's easier to just not say it than to say it because it feels good and then you have to apologize later. Stick to the facts of the argument. What is it you're fighting over? If it's that your partner is not helping around the house, you don't need to call them a fat, lazy slob. See, that's just hurtful. And you can't take it back once it's said. So watch your tongue. Do not attack someone's character. It never helps. And obviously, it's only going to make matters worse. Do not criticize. No one enjoys being on the receiving end of criticism. And we get enough of that out in the world every day from others, whether it's at our job or in our friendships or just what we see everywhere we go. Do not keep score or bring up the past. If it's not absolutely relevant to the argument, don't bring it up. I come from a family where a new fight will trigger a conversation where everything that happened for the last 10 years gets brought up. It doesn't matter whether previous conflicts are resolved or not, don't bring them up in a new conflict. You're just going to snowball, and again, that will only make things worse. Don't interrupt one another. That's kind of hard to do when people are arguing, and everyone wants a chance to get their point across. And one way around this is to give each person a fair chance to speak uninterrupted, and then after each of you has spoken, then you can start a back-and-forth dialogue. Grab a timer if you have to. If you can't, be fair about it. But you'll never come to a resolution if you both speak over each other and not give the other person an opportunity to share their feelings. And last, do not threaten or abuse. It is never okay to abuse another human being, whether physically, emotionally, or verbally. It's unacceptable. There is a person standing before you who has feelings just like you. And no one, no one deserves to be abused in any way whatsoever. And I don't have to tell you that abuse is not fighting fair. You already know that. And I can assure you that it won't help a conflict either. If you're being abused, you need to find support and a way to safely exit the relationship. If you are the abuser, 
Well, you need to just get some help so that you don't hurt those you love. So in closing today, I just want to say that there is nothing inherently wrong with conflict as long as you know how to fight fair. I really hope that you can take my tips today and apply them in your own life because none of us really enjoy conflict, do we? I don't know about all of you, but for me, I physically will feel ill if there's conflict around me, even if I'm not directly involved. So I really hope that you got some value out of today's show. Feedback can be sent to melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I welcome all feedback, topic ideas, and any of your questions. I'm going to be doing more listener question shows, so please send those in to me. Our Facebook group is amazing and still growing every day. If you're not a member, please come over and join us at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. It's free, and what a wonderful community we have there. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I greatly appreciate when you do that. And I'll be back next week with another show for you. So until then, have a great week, everyone. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.